Hey guys, Future Josh here. Wanted to give you a heads up. I know we got a lot of new listeners, so spoiler alert ahead. If you haven't watched any of season two or season one, you might want to go back and listen to it before you listen to this episode. There's a lot of spoilers coming up ahead. We talk about the, the past downtime and go into a lot of detail. So if you don't want any spoilers, go back, listen, and then come back and listen to this episode. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dice D20. My name is Noah, Dungeon Master, and I am joined here by our players, Fievel Mausenthrov. Black Mazer down. <laughs> was he black? No, like he was the not. Movie black Hawk down. Oh. Yeah, that was the reference there. I was Rogar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't act like it was a good reference. Oh, <laughs> okay, the guy who doesn't get the best references ever, Tyson McKay. Uh, a little slow today. That's all good. It's all good, baby. And then we got Rogar Ragnak. Yo, yo. Rogar, what would you like to say for the, the commentary that's been going around about you taking over the pod, leading it, if you will? Do you oh. have anything to say about those allegations? <laughs> People are saying that the Dicey D20 is changing up. What do you have to say about that? They're, they're 100% true, so you better believe it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is it going to be a one-man show pretty soon? Yeah. Yeah, I think the fans are going to love it. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I can't right. answer you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Me. Oh we are here for a very special Insight Check episode. Our Insight Check's coming to you after major events, mostly through uh, you know the, the half point of campaigns. Um, and then at the very end, we have finished off our downtime, so we're going to be taking an in-depth look at some of the questions that you guys had about downtime in between Season 1 and 2. We're going to look at some of the events that took place and get the characters' uh, behind-the-scenes look at the Dicey D20. Uh, but first, I'm going to throw it over to Tyson, who's going to bring us some pretty cool info. Yeah, guys, so uh, we're sponsored this week, believe it or not. Wow. Wow. Whose dick did you suck? <laughs> so many. Uh, let's just say we could have had way more sponsors if I was any good. Practice <laughs> <laughs> makes perfect. Don't give yeah. up, boy. Brave is sponsoring this episode today. So Brave is a fast, secure, and safe internet browser that allows you to quickly and easily support your favorite creators. So you have some favorite creators, Fievel? Fievel loves Brave. Who wants those ads? Not Fievel. Buy those <laughs> You're shameless. Real fast You're so insane. shameless. <laughs> You're such a sellout. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so Brave is an internet bl- browser that blocks ads and traffickers by default, so you browse faster and safer. But you as a user can go in and use their pinning feature to choose which creators you'd like to support. Mm. So if you always wanted to support us, you can go do so by going to brave.com slash DIC970 and download the Brave browser and try it out. Uh, Brave will be supporting the Dicey D20 with every download we get, so go to brave.com slash DIC970 to download the browser. Thanks, Brave. Wow, would you look at that? You the best. Let's uh, let's get into our character development. Tyson McKay coming oh, right at you, okay? How did you find your downtime, Tyson? Like, I don't know. Have, have we, I don't think we spoke about that on the pod yet. Holy, do, I, do yeah. I not remember my downtime? That was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Someone say two months ago. Wow. <laughs> if you do the math. Yeah, it's been a while since you've been in some gameplay for real. Yeah, yeah, a little little boring. Some, some people complain that I talk too much during their downtime, but uh, <laughs> gotta do something to stay awake here, right? <laughs> 
Well, uh, I mean, so so run us through that though. I mean, so your downtime was was more of an exploration of what it meant to be a uh, my sexuality. Yeah, yeah. What it meant? To, sorry, what is your character's orientation? Did, have you ever gone into that? He kind of just loves himself. Okay, yeah. He's so, sexual. Yeah. <laughs> self, self love. All right. No, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you know, um, pretty but, pretty disheartened by his dad's gone, so he can't really oh love gosh. again. I yeah. thought he was still alive. Oh, he's still alive. <laughs> no, don't give him <laughs> that. Old rat folk in the mountain that have him hostage. Oh my oh, god. god. Yeah. <laughs> this, told me all about it. <laughs> but this downtime was all about what it was to be a planeswalker, and you you met uh, a planeswalker, Vel, uh, a green planeswalker. As a matter of fact, um, how how did you find your your downtime experience? Because because have you done downtime before like that? No, I don't think we ever done downtime. Yeah, um, yeah. We did the prologues, which is. I guess the closest we got to it, but mm-hmm. no, it was interesting to kind of explore your character as a, as a solo adventure. Yeah, for sure. Branch out and do your own kind of thing. Yeah. You don't really have to answer to anyone else, right? You kind of make the decisions that you feel are best. Usually don't you. answer to anyone anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious looking at this group that the only one who actually takes anyone else into consideration is Rogar for sure. <laughs> That's the right. You're right. <laughs> I came back to Seska. Okay. We're going to get to you in a minute. <laughs> Probably and the one got, who had the most character development was was uh, Fievel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm even know if there was confused. any development there. Um, <laughs> but would you would you say like so? Your character's got you know a pretty cool magical item now. He's leveled up a little bit. How do you feel about the experience that Tyson McKay has gained? Feel pretty good about that, or it's not bad. I wish uh, I wish Bell had been. Well, I mean, it wouldn't have made sense to the quest, but I wish he'd been full health and like been able to teach me some stuff before I left. But I mean, there's always future future quests for that. But no, it was it was kind of cool to be able to go to that uh, that realm and planeswalk around a bit, go to the nine hells, go to Limbo. What was it? Limbo? And then uh, I went to the Ast- astral plane. Astral plane. That's where it was. Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah, like, I think that was pretty cool. I mean, it expands your your little universe, right? Your bubble, right? It makes it makes it a lot bigger, and you've got you've got a lot on your horizon. You're not really bound to the material plane like these other guys are. I could get places. I could planeswalk. Well. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> bro, I can cast, man. <laughs> you guys cannot man. dual class. <laughs> if I triple imbued Jack Bauer with jump, we'll jump into another realm. <laughs> With no fall damage this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I I feel like Tyson McKay's downtime was was pretty unique, pretty interesting. I think a lot of people were kind of surprised at the power that Vel had once his mind became, you know, whole again. He was no longer broken, right? So that was kind of cool to see. Um, Well, it also gives me like uh, something to look. I look at Vel and he evaporates those guys in in like one cast. Meanwhile, I had to fight one for eight turns and I I still didn't kill him. So it's like something to look forward to in the future, like power wise. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing with D&D, right? Casters, I feel like, start out at a significant disadvantage to melee just because their health's lower, they have less AC typically, and they got to keep that range up, right? Whereas a lot of your entry-level monsters or enemies are going to be up close and personal, and so you kind of have to outthink them. But then as the caster grows, right, as soon as they're, they're into their 8th, ninth, 10th levels, they start to become, like, super, super powerful in their own right. You know what I mean? So that's, mm. that is something cool to look forward to for sure. And, uh, yeah, as far as Vel's power goes, I mean, that was, that was a really cool character to create there. I think that he was, uh, he was kind of like the, 
it's hard it's hard to say like you know tyson's so not flamboyant but extravagant and vel's like not outgoing in that sense right like he's he's all about the work right he's all about the the knowledge and the lore so it's kind of cool to see him and tyson working together well yeah (laughs) it's pretty much like josh being harry potter and fell being dumbledore you think so I know what you're saying. You know, Dumbledore was able to jump, and I guess both my Harry parents were dead. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> on that note, because I don't want to talk about Tyson's parents anymore, we're going to move on to Rogar Ragnak. Rogar, your downtime was all about exploring the Knights of the New Moon and joining that faction. How how was that journey for you? Because you kind of took to it like a fish to water. I feel like. I mean, you got in there. You kind of like you immediately kind of got the vibe that was going on. You swam you around a little. Didn't those you didn't really make any. Enemies aside from from Groban, the half orc. Yeah, and I really don't hold mean. that against you. But you know? <laughs> made some friends with the guards. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say no. friends. No, yeah. definitely not. I hate you were guards. <laughs> you, were, yeah, no, yeah. you revealed secrets. Yeah, that the other guard didn't even know about. You know, sleeping with his wife. Yeah. Like I could care less about that. Oh, <laughs> that's huge. We build this world for you. To explore, and <laughs> you just shit on it. Now you got gossip and rivalry. So if someone's like, "Hey, you got some gossip?" Be like, "Well, yeah." When you go on your date two. with the bread lady, yeah, you'd be like, "Hey, yeah, guess what?" I Let's kind not of focus on the bread lady too much. We're definitely coming full circle to her at the end of the episode. For sure. <laughs> um, but but yeah. So I mean, so how did you f- find your? Because your your downtime left you quite literally down. Like you were down and out yeah. there for a little bit. Yeah, it was, uh, I enjoyed the downtime, like being part of a guild is pretty cool. Yeah, you get your own little kind of army, I think. Is not like, not like, a, how you not see like a big army, but like <laughs> you're part of a guild, not just like a, a group now. So you actually have other people to talk to and Back the quests are, quests are endless right now. Well, yeah, not right now, but later me. on. Yeah. What happened? What about us? We're just gonna listen. forget about us. Yeah, Jack Bauer listens to me for hours. I'm sure he'd do the same for you. One thing that I think was pretty cool from your from your downtime was just the relate. Like, just how I love it when characters enter unfamiliar situations. So, I mean, you're in this mansion with this really rich dude who's like. I'm in love with this woman. She's not a succubus. And you're just like, sorry, dude, she's a succubus. Yeah. And, and then he's like, now nah, you're full of shit. And then he gets not, you knock him out. And then there's this whole fight going on. I think one of my favorite moments is obviously peepers on the staircase. Yeah. Cause he comes down and he's like, <laughs> there, there won't be any whores in this house. Yeah. He's not at all what he said. I think the well, most like stressful. Sorry, part what, of sorry. Like, what did he say? Uh, he said, "Get off her." Yeah, he said, "Get off of you, him." Yeah, get off of you, whore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, just fucking let's edit it out and have you say the right thing. I don't know. <laughs> let's not. They, they, <laughs> These no, are the please. mistakes he makes on a daily, and I want everyone to know it. <laughs> no, don't do it, man. Look, I say a lot of shit. It's hard to keep track, man. It's hard to keep track. But yeah, I, I think the most like stressful part of the downtime was uh, definitely last minute decisions like knocking him out or uh trying to fight the succubus and confront her yeah i say most decisions were hard for you yeah they were (laughs) and trying to convince the homeless people to join me to fight her was a tough crowd yeah that was a very tough crowd for sure your rolls weren't very good i don't think no they weren't i almost did kill her didn't i like solo wise 
You were very close. Oh. You were very close. Yeah. Damn it. it. I mean, a couple of roles had gone your way. A couple hadn't gone her way, right? And you would have you would have come out on top for sure. I have a question though. Like, so so your weakness is women, right? Yeah. Why why didn't Rogar like try to seduce the succubus? Because she's evil. Well, let's not. No, oh, come on. <laughs> to seduce him first, and that's what Rogar hates the most. Yeah. I don't. I don't think she what, did. What do you mean? That's what Rogar. She didn't try and seduce him. No. <laughs> Her plan was very much different than that. She she was fairly confident that she could beat him, and I mean she did. So if she didn't uh, really need to rely on those powers. If Roger had rolled high enough charisma, would he have gotten in bed with her? Um, yeah, I guess anything's possible with that twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Beating him another way, am I right? Man, Sebastian would have been pissed. First, he'd be crying about that, and then after Roger sleeps with this girl, he'd go outside and be like, "What happened to my gate?" <laughs> Yeah, did he find out about the gate? Well, I mean, you don't know that, but I mean, you'd imagine that when he woke up, took a stroll around the grounds, he would find out that his gate would be destroyed. <laughs> My cattle. <laughs> My cattle. <laughs> this is front lawn. It's not, it's not a farm, you fucking idiot. But uh, another thing I like, I didn't really get in downtime was uh, like Josh. Josh got his one, uh, but I didn't really get the chance to like take a look at like armor sets and weapons there. Yeah, for sure. So that that is something that's going to be, uh, and I think we've spoken about that a little bit, um, up and coming in season two is going to be like a pretty cool, you know, and the world really does open up the more you level, right? I mean, magical weapons and stuff like that aren't really available to low level players. So we're going to get into some pretty cool gameplay for sure. Ooh. I think we're we're coming to the the most recent downtime, and certainly the one that's posed uh, or raised, I should say, a lot of questions from the community <laughs> uh, is Fievel. Fievel, I mean, just for the fans, right? Let us know right now, good or evil. What are you? <laughs> you know, yeah, the silence. Does I leave folks. that silence in. I, <laughs> I feel like. Fievel was leaning more towards good at the end there. He was kind of like neutral in between. You want you want a taste of both sides, you know. But as soon as <laughs> Mazer was like, "Yo, kill your awesome toad," Fievel wasn't about that, you know. He would rather kill his own mother before he'd kill Jack Bauer. Fievel is shit. Fievel is <laughs> good when it benefits him. Or Jack Bauer. I feel that is what it is. He's also yeah, evil when it yeah. benefits him or Jack Bauer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel as though good and evil aren't really concepts that Fiel really either understands or cares about. I feel like he just does what he thinks will lead to survival. I'm a mouse. What do you want from me? <laughs> he has a short attention span. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's something that I think one of the guys, uh, one of my buddies here who listens to the pod said is he was just like, look, dude, I mean, it's a cool storyline. As far as good and evil goes, I just think he actually doesn't know the difference between the two or he just doesn't care. He was like, you know, it just seems like, you know, I'm going to kill you. Okay, I'll join you. <laughs> kill your toad. Okay, I'm not about this. I'm leaving this right away. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Um, so... So yeah, would you say that that's accurate, or or do you just feel like Fievel will just always save his skin above all else? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like what Josh mentioned. It just it, whatever benefits Fievel 
and his beast in like the given time that's kind of like where he leans on i don't think he has like a set i guess moral compass yeah exactly like i'm never like oh i'm just gonna do great things or i'm oh shit i'm just gonna murder babies the rest of my life like no that's only a rogar (laughs) yeah i didn't kill them (laughs) so yeah no just kind of like split in the middle it's just i don't know i'm still trying to figure out fievel you know even though i have like full control of that I'm just kind of like letting it go and we'll see what happens. <laughs> this is his own psyche we're talking about here. <laughs> uh, no, but super interesting stuff. I think it's going to be fun to see your character develop in season two as well. All right, so let's move on to some story development here. Uh, we'll, we'll begin with Tyson. Tyson, uh, in terms of story development, how do you feel like your injury is going to is gonna play into season two? Oh, yeah. Because you, you don't really have a lot of experience. I mean, not experience. You don't really have a lot of knowledge about what's going on there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much about what I'm going to do, but I'm pretty much going to run to the nearest hospital. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is what you're going to do. Yeah, uh, as a scale rot expert, I got you. Got scale rot. <laughs> But uh, no, I haven't because I mean, outside of the pod, I don't try and spoil it for myself. So I haven't gone and looked up like what it could be or anything like that. Um, Do you have any ideas off the cuff about what it could be? I think it could be some sort of long term poison effect, maybe. Diabetes. (laughs) 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 Or diabetes. I don't know. We'll see what Tyson does. It's it's an injury. I'm going to deal with it. Just spread it and yeah. give it to as many people. Take it down with <laughs> oh, you. God. That's Get rid of the homeless problem in Ryberry. That's a crime. I'm just going to start biting homeless people <laughs> and seeing if it transfers. Oh, God, there's a zombie problem now. <laughs> Sex with everyone and see if it transfers. Um, what else? Uh, I'm going to donate blood, see if it transfers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on from that, we are... <laughs> How do you feel like Vel is going to affect the storyline long term? Do you think that's going to be like an ally you can call on? Or do you feel like it's just it's going to lead to future quests? Or what, what do you want to see out of that relationship? Because Vel mentioned there's another planeswalker like out there. Mm-hmm. A blue planeswalker. My nemesis. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, <laughs> just because you're red and he's blue doesn't mean that you guys are enemies, right? But I mean, is that what it means? Is that in planeswalker so. lore? Uh, water beats fire, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, if Vel is good, he has to be evil. There's no way they're both good. Yeah, yeah that's also true. That's a good, good point. That's like Gandalf and Saruman. Even if he is good, he's eventually going to turn. True. So, so Vel's like the super good guy. This other yeah. planeswalker is the super bad guy. And then mm. Tyson's the chaotic middle. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, so like you, feel, but you feel like it might lead to future quests and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, planes, planeswalkers can come whenever, right? They mm-hmm. Like, if I find a way to call them, still don't figure that one out but if i find a way to do it then yeah he can can definitely come and help us out probably at some point yeah Yeah, maybe that's your real dad oh my god (laughs) he's lost his memory about you (laughs) he's pretty old to be my real dad could maybe be my uh, grandfather no no my grandfather (laughs) grandpappy good job why do you give him hope like that Uh, moving on to Rogar for story development. Rogar, your questline, I mean, we saw Fievel basically not get accepted by either the good side or the bad side. But I mean, bad. you, were, you worked why. hard. And, <laughs> I wonder why. You worked hard and you, you kind of climbed the ranks and, and became a full member of the Knights of the New Moon. You moved on from being an initiate, right? Like a newcomer yeah. to actually joining their ranks. It wasn't exactly an easy process. How did you, you feel about that? Did you feel like working for it made it 
the victory all that much sweeter? Or? You know, I, I feel like in the long run, it's going to pay off. Yeah. I remember at a few points, he was like, fuck this. I don't want to be in Because <laughs> 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 they, they wouldn't help me out. I was like, I got to fight a succubus. I need a, a weapon. You have to do this by yourself <laughs> to find your true self. <laughs> that is the voice that right? Uh, do, do you see a future with uh, the commander's daughter? Do you see ooh. something going on there in the future? Um, I don't know if Groban has anything to say with it. Yeah, oh, there's... Groban's got a thing for... Damn it, Groban. <laughs> I'm already in the inner circle. <laughs> I don't know, there's Arda, and then there's fine-ass bread lady. Like, I got all these girls on the run. I don't know which one to pick. Mm. It's actually yeah, a question later on. Yeah, That's ladies it. and gentlemen, if you have any notes on that, if you have any thoughts that you want to share, definitely, uh, you know, comment, uh, send us messages. Let us know what you want uh, our boy Rogar to do about his, his lady situation, because he's got... 99 problems and three of those are women so you know vote down in the polls if you want to see Roger end up with Groban <laughs> Groban's also on the team I want to see that fan art <laughs> now Fievel your downtime had a couple big moments in terms of story development and uh, and I think we have we'd be amiss not to to address them um, uh, you mean at, at the end of every episode where you were like oh he's good this one and then at the end of the next episode you're like He's oh, evil. he's bad. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the big moments, you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, he's, he flip-flops a lot, but at the same time, I mean, you almost killed Jack Bauer. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, in my true backstory, when my twin brother threw me down in the pit. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're not talking about the Ramuski clan right now. It was now. 10 feet deep. <laughs> Zip it, lock it, put it in a pocket. It it's, we're not doing people. it. it <laughs> my favorite line. And the pit changes people. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, like he that just was, knows. That was pretty much the turning point because at that at that moment where I got knocked down and Mazur was just like, "Come with me or die." I was like, "Well, I don't want to die, so I'm gonna go with you." And I didn't. I knew there was some kind of like balance that, like, if I was to go with him, there would be a sacrifice of some sort. But as soon as I found out it was Jack Bauer, I mean. What would the other sacrifice have been? Yeah, I'm, I'm really tail. confused as to what you thought else was <laughs> going on there. But, <laughs> but also, like, you... But you kind of embraced it for a little bit there. Like, you were... Yeah, you, you were... listen to the very first part where he's like, you know, you're just like, all right, Jack Bauer, you know, we've, we've met our match. You know, this is... This <laughs> is, this the balls is what it's come to. Yeah, I was surprised that you just kind of... You, you ran with it. Like, you just took... The dark side, you just kind of flowed with it there for a little while. I mean, was there I, any, think, I think if was you it, would have done that, you would have lost the only few supporters that you have <laughs> in the fans. I don't well, know. There was, was, there, was there any risk of, of you actually doing it? Yeah. I mean, there is all this talk of getting a new, more powerful beast. And, you know, like, not that Jack Bauer sucks, but, like, there's always better beasts out there, you know? For right. sure, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. in my head, I was like, would it be the worst thing? But then when it was time to actually do it, I was like, I can't fucking do it. My yeah. little heart can't take this. <laughs> 
So then I, I said, you know what? You said there's always options. When there's a wall, there's 99 ways to break it down. So uh, planned an escape. We got out. Thank oh, you, Let's break that one down. Oh. That wall down, I should say. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a little bit of a, a mishap with communication, understanding the rules of D&D. You know, I realized it's so funny, you know, like you play for so many years and you feel like you got everything figured out in terms of mechanics, right? Like I, I think that in terms of mechanics, I'm typically pretty good. And then you realize that you've been doing something wrong since day one (laughs) ladies and gentlemen i realize i've been doing something wrong since day one i've always been treating uh bonus action dashes as though it's like your movement speed plus like doubled and that's just not the case and so you know fievel mazenthrov got free we're not going to spend too much time focusing on that aspect i don't think right let's let's all just appreciate planeswalker tyson being right no you were super right man like i'm I'm with you you know what i mean you gotta learn these things, you know. Can we, can we go back really and uh, kill Fievel then? No, no, we're not gonna do. That. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not written. too not too concerned about that because uh, in terms of you know how everything played out, I think I think everyone will agree that that's probably not the, not the best way it could have turned out. I mean, he could have actually become evil or actually become good, but I think it was a storyline that was interesting. It was unique for sure, right? Um, it was some pretty funny content when it was going down. It was something, all right. Oh, something, all right. There was a big moment turn that may have been missed at the end of uh, the last episode. Mm. Fievel Mausentrov called us friends. (gasps) Yeah, he did. Yeah. But only Seska knows that. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to kill him, so. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be back for him later. We we don't even know his real name yet, so. Yeah, it's Baxter. You you think you know. Hey, it's it's the 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 Baxter, yeah. (laughs) Fievel, how do you feel about about your your enemies in this this downtime? You know, you had some, some bad guys that you're up against, but these bad guys had a couple of bad roles like you know do you feel like that took away from the scariness or the or the intimidation of you know, I, master I was, or no yeah i was looking I was, I was ready for that final battle you know i was gonna show seska that i'm not just some piece of shit mouse that i can do this and then after it was like a, a one sequence battle i was kind of like blown away yeah <laughs> But yeah, definitely not how I imagined it going, <laughs> for sure. I thought there was going to be a lot more struggle, a lot more back and forth. Because he's a pretty cool, like his, it was just so funny how it hit, it, it KO'd him perfectly. Like, yeah, exactly. Mean, you did 19 damage on your first one, 21 on the second for 40 on your turn. He rolls a one on Blight. I'm not going to have him miss again. So he it backfires, does exactly 44 damage <laughs> <laughs> and killed him. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there's no fucking way, right? Like I was so, I was pissed. So, um, but, but do you feel like it was anticlimactic? Or oh do you yeah, feel like, no, awesome, yeah. awesome villain, you know, especially because like you've mentioned before, like the rat folk and the mice folk aren't so different. So mm-hmm. I remember when he like picked me up and he was telling me about Seska uh, and he's like, you know, like, you really did some bad stuff to me. And I was like, I, I feel you there, man. Like, I, <laughs> there was a link. There was a bond. Maybe that's why I went with him. You know, I just felt bad. I'm like this stupid piece of shit rat has had it rough. You know what? What's a, what's a, maybe a brother, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's a homicidal maniac or was <laughs> at least, but yeah, I know. I'm glad that you, 
I'm glad that you empathize with his position. <laughs> yeah, Sesco definitely treated him poorly. <laughs> Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we are on to questions and comments section of the Insight Check episode, so buckle up. It's about to get super interesting. We have our first question here from Shane. Uh, he is saying, well, question slash comment, I, I would say. I think Tyson uh, should have used Vel's Greater Restoration scroll on himself, taken the robe and wand, and planes walked out of there. <laughs> So no real question there, Shane. So thanks a lot for driving the the, the, driving the, uh, the conversation forward. I think that would have been hilarious. <laughs> then I would have got the cloak too. Yeah, the the robe of the eyes. Yeah, what does that's that a do? Pretty, robe of the eyes is really cool. The mechanic on that is essentially that you have dark vision up to sixty feet. You also have blind sight up to a certain distance, and then you also you can see in all directions, so you can't ever be snuck up on. And I think oh, your shit, initiative bro. roll increases as well. Go back. Let's go back. <laughs> So that's a pretty cool, pretty cool item for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like at that point you wouldn't have really completed what she went there to do, which was kind of help him out, gain a friend, right? Uh, yeah, gain a, uh, I mean, someone to learn from. Yeah, Tyson, Tyson would have done that. Like, not because he's a good guy, but because he likes to prove other people wrong. So when the d- dragon was doubting him and uh, just being like, "Yeah, you'll probably be like the other ones," and Tyson's like, "No, nah, no, nah. <laughs> I'm special." Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. So Tyson wanted to prove prove himself to Vel and well, basically to himself. Tyson's very vain, so Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I think either way would have made sense in the in the greater aspect of things. Um Shane's also got another question. This one I guess more directed towards me, but I think I'll throw it out to you guys first and see what your thoughts would have been for cool uh, options. What would Fievel's beast companion have been? I'm assuming he like he means when if had he given up Jack Bauer and had he taken a new one from Nerul. He would have been a lot of smite, and I was kind of hoping for something on like the Cerberus <laughs> line, you know, three heads, snake tail. As like you know, and then they they were all able to breathe fire. Like that's kind of what I was hoping for. Right. Yeah. But you know, you know what a beast is, right? Yeah, there's. there's <laughs> There's beasts, there's aberrations, there's monstrosities, there's elementals, there's fae, fiends, right? Like, beasts are not three-headed, lizard-tailed, breathing fire motherfuckers, okay? I've been misled. (laughs) Well, no, it's a good question, though. Um, I think that one of the really cool things about... I mean, anyone who kind of delves into this deeper would see that Masser, the enhanced rat folks beast, was an ankeg, and those are monstrosities. Those aren't beasts. So I kind of homebrewed it up and decided to kind of go with a darker theme for Nehru's, uh followers. Some options on the table, for sure, were giant boar, um, so that Fievel could ride a boar into combat. Also a spider, so kind of mouse and spider working together. And then we also had, and this was the only monstrosity on the list, it was basically uh, it was kind of like starter Pokemon, you know. I mean, he had three to choose from. He wouldn't have actually like gotten a direct choice. It's not like, what do you want, spider, um, or giant boar, or the last one being death dog, which is a monstrosity. Oh, right? It's two heads. But he, he Nairul, or the voice of Nairul, would have asked him a question, and based on that response, he would have gotten a different beast. Um, so that was kind of the mechanic there. Because at that point, I mean, like that was kind of my number one storyline, right? I was like, hey, well, he's gone with the bad guy this is going to happen or at least there's a very high chance it will so like that was all planned out and ready to go it was sad to to not see it come to fruition for me at least because i thought it was going to be really cool yeah spider would have been cool how much did you plan for fievel's backstory that got shit on (laughs) like we talk about in the uh in the nat 20 knowledge episodes right 
you make a bunch of contingency plans. You hope that your number one plan works out because it's obviously the one you pour the most time into. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that Fievel messed up in his dad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we have questions from Puddle88. Puddle, and thanks for uh, shouting us out. Thanks for sending questions our way. We got, is Rogar ever going to commit to a relationship or just continue to leave a wake of women behind? <laughs> oh boy. He's part of the Red problems. He's yeah. Moses. You know what? What do you think, Rogar? Do you have any ideas on who you're going to pick for your girl? It's hard because Arda's somewhere else I don't know about. How am I yeah. supposed to contact long, her? Long distance is hard. Um, Especially in a dark age economy. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> magic. Okay, let's knock it. I just met fine-ass bread lady, so... Yeah, she can see potential there. Yeah, there's potential. You'd be cool. But you know, it's kind of like you got to find someone who likes what you like, who does what you do, right? Is she going to really understand it when you're like, honey, I got to go out and kill some demons, you know? And she's like, okay, I'm making croissants today because it's Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, the commander's daughter would get you. Yeah. She would also get Tyson. Doesn't she have an eye patch though? Arg. You're right. Never mind. Just shut (laughs) shut that down. Yeah. That's definitely a reason not to date her. I think I'll leave that for for the listeners to kind of linger on for but a second there. For for now, it's uh, it's leaving the women behind. You know, I'm more focus on nights of the new moon for now. Bros before hoes. Yeah. <laughs> good, okay. be- good before uh, women. I don't know. <laughs> nice before ass. <laughs> These these have completely gone (laughs) off the rails. Uh, Will Fievel, out of guilt for killing the baby squirrels going uh, to finally adopt Tyson and be a proper father figure to him. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> no, I yeah. feel like Tyson would be such a nuisance in my life. Oh my God. It's not enough that you get the red Jack Bauer once. Yeah. Too much wine for it. I don't think he'd be the proper father figure either since he just tried to kill his only kind of son. Um, yeah, I don't, so that's a, I don't so that's want a hard no, no. I don't want no Abraham and Isaac shit going on here. Yeah. Yeah, but you could go in his loincloth and warm up. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't make room for anyone. Dad, I'm cold. Get in. <laughs> Dive in head first, son. <laughs> head first. Yeah, and then Puddle, I, I mean, I guess this last question no longer has to be asked, but Puddle did ask if he does, you know, adopt him. Uh, will Tyson still uh, call for his dad or call everyone his dad? Uh I don't think I call everyone my dad, but I do. I like the reference. I think it's funny, so I'm going to keep doing it. I don't care if anyone else gets tired of it. That's where I'm at right now. Isn't Orin your dad, too? Orin's my dad? Okay. Yeah, you looked up to him in season one. We were fighting that. uh, Oh, yeah. You did did call him dad. Dad? Dad? And you did the same thing with Vel. You definitely called Vel your dad. Okay. You know what? You're right, Puddle. He's got (laughs) a daddy issue, okay? Uh, I will still continue to do that, though. (laughs) Now we got questions from Amber. Amber's going with Will Fievel ever love? Or get back together with Arda. I mean, since I was a rogue guy, bros before hose. No. Um, True that. No, let's just leave it at that. That's a good answer for that question. <laughs> it's a tough situation. I mean, every time she walks out of my sight, I have to, like, re-romance this girl, you know? That's a lot of charisma, and Fievel's got, got big things on, on the way, you know? So... Maybe if you could tame her, if she comes back and like a beast, a group, like possibly, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a go. You know, me and me and Arda had a good time back then, and then 
when she got crushed and everything, that's when everything went south. Yeah, I wonder who crushed her. The Shambling Mountain. <laughs> and she also doesn't remember you at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to have to make like a 51st Dates video. And, and have to keep Rogar as far away as you can. <laughs> just play it every day. I'll act it out. Rogar could be my Danzel and playing her. And I'll be like, this is what happened. I'm Arda. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, Amber also asks, why would Seska still reject Fievel after he helped save his life? Yeah, what okay. the fuck was that all about? Okay, okay. <laughs> Re- calm your manners down, you friggin'. All right, so Amber, great question. Um, I think that in writing that storyline, it was it was very obvious that Fievel was not committed to either side. And so in instead of just having him... Because at the very end there, it could have been a toss of a coin, right? Had the order of events changed, he I don't think we would have been surprised to see him as an evil <laughs> Fievel Mausenthrop at that point. Absolutely not. So I think, I think that it's really important. I mean, Seska's old, um, he's experienced, he's very knowledgeable, and he's kind of one of the... They don't really have a hierarchy for the clerics of Obed High, but, uh, you know, he's definitely one of the most knowledgeable and experienced ones. I think that he can tell that Fievel's not really in it for the same reasons or for the reasons that you should be a follower of that religion or of that god. And there's some danger in that. I mean, and we saw it, right? Like, he was completely willing to hop over to Masser's side, completely willing to leave that to come back to uh, Seska. And then, you know, at that moment, it just so happened that he was on the opposite side to the rat folk, right? Uh, and to Nairul, you know, but there's some danger there because he can just flip back and forth and the clerics have to be very careful, right? Because we already saw what happened with Masser, right? This guy was a follower of Obed High, turned evil and he got his hands on a bunch of artifacts. What he was going to do with them, Fievel still did not figure out, but... Um, but, you know, I think that's why Seska is not taking him under his wing is because he's worried that he's going to go down the same path, right? Good answer. Well, I mean, I did give it some thought, you know. That's the best writing. answer so far. Call me Kylo uh, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> no one's calling you that. D. Tracy, D. Tracy Martin. Something that's been bugging me for a while now. Oh, something that's been bugging her for a while. Oh, well, I'm I mean, sorry. If you listen to this podcast enough, something's going to bug you. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised it took you this long. All the players sound similar. During this downtime, I couldn't tell if the current player or the peanut gallery, or if it was the current player or the peanut gallery making joking commentary. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you live together. Uh, you all begin to start sounding the same. <laughs> no, yeah, um, maybe. I think it was tough with this too, because, because it was focusing on one player. So only one player could comment, make decisions and stuff like that. And the rest of us, we either just have to sit here or like barge in and make a commentary that we think would be funny or that we would want to yeah. do. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a tough balance. I think it'll get better once the once we're all back together and we're all allowed to make decisions. Yeah, for because, sure. Because then it'll be us talking uh, as our characters instead of us talking as the peanut gallery. Yeah, because I mean the content, the context of what you guys say definitely lends, definitely helps. Like you can tell by listening. To the words that Tyson says that that's Tyson, right? Yeah. Fievel, Fievel has a very distinctive speech pattern there, and uh, so I think that will help for sure. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I guess there was a there was a moment in Rogar's campaign where I was asking questions and you were answering them. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I just figured that. I mean, we all know this about Rogar. It's like, well, why don't you just do this? Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because I would ask the questions and then he would just stare at you waiting for the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's super cute. Um, okay, <laughs> we're moving on to Lucky Luke. Why didn't Justin stay with Masser? Their powers ruled. Yeah, was it just because of your boy Jack Bauer, or was there like because they had some pretty dope abilities? They did. Yeah. No, um, part of it too is just like playing the character. So like I'm neutral evil, so. In a sense, like, if I was chaotic, I would have taken that in a heartbeat. There wouldn't have been any question. I don't even think I would have, like, taken the quest from Seska in the first place. But the fact that, like, that there's, a, like, a neutral ground there, I don't know. It leaves a lot of, like, leeway for Fievel to kind of, like, make up his mind, so... Yeah, that's, like, the selfish bit of you, like, will this benefit me or will this not benefit me? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, so as soon as he got me to try and, like, kill Jack Bauer, like, We've been through so much, you know, and I saved him. He's been saving my ass since I saved him. And I just, I felt like I owed him one not to slit his throat on some ceremonial plateau, you know. I have a question then. So say that, like, would you be willing to give up Jack Bauer at some point? Yeah, because you're going to keep on meeting cool and interesting creatures and beasts. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, see, like, at some point, yeah, I'm going to have to, like, give him up and kind of, like, upgrade because, like, every time we level up, I get hit points, but he doesn't. He stays exactly where he's at, so eventually... So it's going to be let him go or kill him. Yeah, he's going to be outgunned, and... It's already like, happened once. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's the way it's going to be, so... I don't know when the time is, but, like, for now, he's he's doing okay. I'll yeah. know once he's not able to do that stuff, yeah. Either he'll die, or yeah, or I'll just decide to let him go and try and find something else. No, great answer. No, I like that. Um, another one from Lucky Luke. I don't know if Jack Bauer would have had high enough intelligence to guilt Fievel. Seems like railroading. Calling <laughs> <laughs> you out. Uh, yeah, I don't mind it at all. Um, no, I think it's a good question because it's something that I definitely thought about uh, while writing Fievel's downtime. I was like, okay, so, you know, as a DM, you kind of have to look at all the different possibilities and opportunities, like what could happen, right? So, you know, my brain's like, okay, so Fievel's going to be potentially joining Masser, and if he potentially joins him, that means he's going to have to, you know, do this sacrifice. And so if he, uh, you know, does that sacrifice, what's that interaction going to look like? for Fievel, and how is that going to translate to the listeners, right? Because if there's no real commentary or dialogue on it, then I feel as though it doesn't, it wouldn't have come across as such a, an important and pivotal moment, right? You know, mm-hmm. D&D's um, special because it feels real, right? So you put in all this context, um, and it's all about the description, and then in doing so, it, it becomes an important decision, right? If I was just like, yeah, so do you kill him or not, you know? And then Fievel could be like, ah, oh, you know, I like Jack, you know, but this kind of gave that that scene a lot more emotion. I don't think that he has intelligence, and so I would say that it's more like they have a, a telepathic bond, mm-hmm. right? And it's all emotion. It's not really like logical, right? I mean, Fievel can just feel when Jack Bauer's feeling stuff, and Jack Bauer can feel when Fievel's feeling stuff. So it's like, yeah, they Jack can. Bauer wasn't. Jack Bauer wasn't super intelligent and was like, I heard every word that Fievel and the mouse <laughs> folks said, and they're planning on killing me. He was just like, he could tell that Fievel because of their emotional connection had something going on. So I was kind of running with things like that, right? When I was saying like, you know, he feels very sad. He's just very disappointed, right? I don't know if disappointed is something that a toad can feel, but we kind of ran with that. So yeah, I, I think, I don't know, Fievel, did you feel like it was, because I mean, you're a DM, you know what railroading is. Did you feel like it was railroading or did you feel like it was making that decision just more? He was on or? a train and you had tracks running him <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> no, I... I completely agree. It wasn't in the sense of like, yeah, he didn't know what I was talking about with him, but like what I felt he has that connection to know, like 
what was going on. So like in my head when I was like, you know, maybe I'll just kill him. He understood that not in the sense of what I was saying, but like thought process, even though it's so it's not very like super complex, like an animal knows when it's going to be killed. Right. Does it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Pretty yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah, you watch yellow. like you watch like lions take down zebra, and the zebra is uh, like you know, like oh shit, I'm about to die. You know, Lion they got that King. moment where they just give up. Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So really good questions from Lucky Luke because that's something that I always I always like to talk about is uh, is DM tactics and, and stuff like that. I'm gonna open it up to our players now. If they have any questions for each other, questions for me, or questions that they have for the audience, and ways that they want you to participate, then I'm gonna I'm gonna leave oh, it to you guys. Question. You know, since uh, peepers helped me out, what would have yeah. happened if all of them said no and turned me down? If everyone at the Knights of the New Moon had turned you down, yeah, then you would not have become a member. Or they would have, I mean, and it's not like, okay, you're not a member, so get the fuck out. It would have been like, this task <laughs> This task was good, but didn't warrant you joining our ranks, so try again. Oh, so it's not a one attempt kind no. of deal? No, oh. had, he, had he shown cowardice, right, or... So Tyson McKay can apply, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do accept mages, but it's not really their go-to. No, so I'm a wizard. Like, yeah, it's not a one-shot, make-it-or-break-it type of thing. It's like, you know, so long as he didn't, he wasn't cowardly, and so long as he was trying his best, then they would have said, you know, just let's see what else you can do, right? Yeah. Yeah, what were, what were, what were going to be his other quests? Like, because this one was, Rogar chose this one. What yeah. other quests did you think he had the option to go for? Ooh, yeah. There were a bunch of others that were on the docket for Rogar's downtime. Um, off the top of my head, there was an infestation of a certain type of creature oh, um, cool. in one of the hamlets or the towns outside of Ryberry. Right. There was was also not a a legend, but more of a a happening that was also occurring um, outside of Ryberry as well in a small community. So, oftentimes, what the Knights of the New Moon are doing is you know, people come to them, they're like, you know, we have a hundred gold between everyone here at the town that we're all pooling together. You know, we're hearing like shrieks in the middle of the night in the barn, and we think it's a ghost. Like, you know, what can you do for us, right? They're kind of like witch hunters in that sense. It's a ghost, (laughs) right? It's You're a ghost. Haunted. I'll take my hundred gold now. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, there was a lot of different stuff going on, all within the monstrosity aberration fiend kind of uh, kind of ideal there. But um, but yeah, it would have been really cool to see wherever he went with it. He was pretty dead set on the on the homeless problem. So you know that was the one that was definitely the most fleshed out of all the different plans. But. Um, just because I knew that he would probably choose that one, that and the and the witch, that and the uh, the hag, I should yeah, say. Yeah, Granny the, um, Addy was my second option. Yeah, that one was also fairly well planned out as well. Um, I do have one question. That's kind of it's it's more of a meta kind of question because we played characters in this downtime, but now mm. we're going back into like the main quest where we're going to play ourselves. Are yeah. you going to pick up those players and play them how we played them? Or are you going to? Completely change their characters. <laughs> you know what? No, I, I like to hear our fans' comments on that because it's not really something that I've ever done before, right? I never really have players role play NPCs, I but I think works. it turned out to be super cool yeah. and funny. And so long as it doesn't become too complicated with like Tyson McKay walking up to a guard alone and talking to the guard that he was, I, I, feel, like, <laughs> I feel like that that would be you know a little broken, right? Hey, but other than that, I think it's fine. I'm Tyson. <laughs> who are you? I'm a guard. My wife's getting banged. <laughs> oh my gosh. Give me my sympathies. <laughs> okay. 
I think I think I'm I'm happy to continue with that. I think it's gonna be cool. Well, well I'm sad that I didn't get to play an NPC. Did you not? Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. yeah you, Who did I play? The guard that denied me at the gate. You sick. Oh person. yeah. Yeah. Remember now? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> hmm. yeah. What would have happened if Fievel got allowed in the gates? It kind of depends. Uh, yeah, that the changed the whole really, thing, eh? <laughs> yeah, it Forget really did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this shouldn't really be a surprise to him, because, like, people don't bring horses into the city. They leave them at the stables <laughs> outside. <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? And so, you know, I think that... Uh, had he somehow miraculously talked his way in with the toad, yeah, it would have been super weird because Jack Bauer probably can't fit down many of the streets. Like, I mean, I think I know he can't fit down many of the streets. It just wouldn't work, right? So uh, we have a new problem. <laughs> Kill that beast. <laughs> and then your downtime and his downtime would have been just fighting each other. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been like a uh, <laughs> would have been like a revamp of Gangs of New York, <laughs> Gangs of Ryberry. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions that you guys have? Okay, I got I got at least two more. Um, All right, cool. because I think about this a lot. Okay, it's a lot of what I do. <laughs> um, so the timeline doesn't really mm. add up. Okay. So when we're coming back into the story together, because mm. Fievel went on like a week long quest. <laughs> and yeah. Mine was, I mean, you could stretch it to maybe two days, probably. Mm, yours was... Every time you planeswalk, it skips ahead a week. That's not... I. It's not, <laughs> a year. No, that's not a thing. Yours was more around three days, though. You did spend was time it? in the astral plane where time does move differently. Okay. Um, you know, and then Rogar's was also a three-day journey as well. Whoa. What I'm going to do, or what the, I think the plan is going to be, is that at the beginning of Season 2, Tyson and Rogar are going to get some time in the city. And then, you know, um, and then you guys are going to, by whatever circumstances, meet up again. So that's kind of what's going to go down there. Jack Bauer's just going to appear in the town. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, jump for a hop. <laughs> you have to understand, I thought Fable's downtime was going to be much shorter than it was, as did we all. I think we, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and then my last question was the mystery container in Rogar's backstory. Ah, uh, the mystery box. Yeah, What's in the box? It's What's, more homeless people. It's more homeless. <laughs> it had to be something yeah. pretty special, eh? Yeah, a lot of my friends have asked that same question. They're like, what's in the box, dude? Um, okay, don't yeah, lie. It's don't fairly special. <laughs> the thing is, what I wanted to do there was, I mean, that was part of the storyline that was etched out, that was written out. It was good to go. And then, you know, he just never really investigated anything further as to why she was doing what she was doing. Wow. So, um, wh- because he didn't even investigate it, I wasn't going to just throw it at him and say, this is what happened. Right. You I think you have to work for it. Right. <laughs> but I did, I didn't, that wasn't enough for me. I wanted him to know that there was more that he could have done. Um, <laughs> so that, that later way, on, maybe he explores more. Yeah. I, I think that players interacting with, I mean, you create a whole world, right? I want you to interact with as much of it as you want. When he beat, the succubus and then just said all right cool we're going home now it's like it's like okay but why would she like i mean some things just do what they do because it's what they do right like a a werewolf who's out of control just bites people because that's just what they do there's no real mystery there but a succubus is smart and they got plans and they got they scheme right so like there's a reason why she's doing what she's doing so the mystery box not telling you what's in it just telling you that it's it's pretty fucking cool um in terms of the lore there and there's definitely more will it play a piece in season two that's I. You know what, man? Not letting out any deets uh, on season two yet. Please. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> 
do you guys have anything you want to see in season two? Any cool themes, any overarching ideas, uh, any combat scenarios? I would love to hear what the fans would like to see in season two. And I'd also like to hear what you guys want to see in season two. So, you know, definitely uh, chat about it. My dad. (laughs) Bitches and more taverns. Tavern bitches and ale. I think me, Oren, and uh, Rogar have to go on another trip together. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh, God. Actually, that was a bad time for Fievel. He lost art at that time. <laughs> I mean, it was a bad time for me too. But Wait, was it? oh yeah, it was. I just it was a good time for Tyson. <laughs> I got. I have money now. We haven't talked about this yet. I have money. Tyson's not poor anymore. He's fifty-one. Yeah, you got fifty gold. Fifty-one because I stole that one off that drunk guy in the tavern. Remember? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 51 gold, man. Don't spend it all in one place. I, I, I'll probably never spend it. <laughs> yeah, real guy's got 120 still in his pouch. We're uh, we're wealthy. Fiala, you want to steal some of that? <laughs> I mean, Fiala's not doesn't care about the fabrication of the economy and all that stuff, so wealth is not a matter for me. Rats yeah. gotta eat. Oh, yeah. Something I did want to see. So my one of my flaws, like my flaw, is that mm. my captor is still looking for me. But I never got to find out who my captor was. Your dad. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing it up. I'm not going to say anything about it because it has to do with things that we're not going to talk about yet. Oh, oh. he said. But yeah, he said, bring things up, and then he just shuts me down. <laughs> okay, I'm not shutting you down. I don't mean to do that. Yeah, it's a very. You're right. That is what your backstory says, and there is a very, there's a substantial chance. That that is incorporated into season two. Just Fievel's evil brother be in season two? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Riav Ramuski is not going to be in season two. <laughs> That's too bad. I, I don't even know whether I want Fievel Ramuski to be in season two. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fievel Mausendrop. It's not even Ramuski. Ramuski's the tribe name. <laughs> She's naughty. Listen to me. Oh my gosh! Do you listen to me? Is the real oh, question. Will Will Luth be part of season two? Oh, yeah. I hope good, so. Good question. That's that's uh, not decided. Um, <sighs> I don't. I you know it all depends on the quest line, right? And so if if he doesn't really have a role to play, he doesn't have a role to play. He's also still recovering slightly, so you know, like it's only been a couple days for him. So we'll see. We'll see about Luth. Honestly, I just I'm tired of having Josh be upset during episodes. <laughs> I'd rather he be in a good frame of mind, and if that means Luth's not there, it means Luth's not there. So Damn it. Yes, do everything for Tyson. <laughs> Tyson builds a story. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Dicey D20. It was our, our pleasure talking about season two coming stuff with you guys. A pleasure talking about the downtime uh, that we just went through. So I just wanted to give a big shout out to you guys. Thanks so much for the support. Yeah, we it's got always to, been a pleasure. Uh, tons of new subscribers. Yeah, let's shout those guys out, yeah. man. They're awesome. Well, we appreciate our old subscribers, too. Yeah, you guys no, no. are the ones that started it. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. They stuck with us, and welcome to the new subscribers. Yeah, no, it, I mean, that's. I think that's what's really cool is that the Dicey G20 uh, pod is growing. Um, we got more content coming to you guys. We got more followers, more listeners who are going to be uh, asking us cool questions, uh, being a part of that community. So it's really cool to see for us, at least, having started the Dicey D20 and just seeing it kind of uh, grow is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, we have some super cool content coming to our Patreon subscribers next week. We have our uh, fabled Coliseum match where all of our players show down in an arena of their choosing. So if you haven't already supported us on Patreon, definitely do so to get 
access to that really cool content. It's going to be super funny as player v player always is in D&D. Tensions are high. Uh, emotions are uh, are deep there, especially with this group that we got. I hate so, you. Uh, I'll kill everyone. <laughs> Small about yeah. you, there'll be nothing left. <laughs> we should get a shirt that's like UFC, you know the UFC weigh-ins and like the where they, they go head to head and it's the photo op we should do those just <laughs> <laughs> chest uh, definitely give us a comment though guys who do you think is gonna take the cake and what kind of arena do you think that these guys uh, should duke it out in do you think it should be like a Roman Coliseum do it should be an open swamp. an open grassland uh, the, the swamp has been brought up um, what do you like the inside of a castle like what kind of scenario do you want to see them Underwater? all small hallways where Jack Bauer cannot fit <laughs> Um, I love Fievel's underwater. Somewhere where Tyson's fire can't get me. Rogar's <laughs> armor will make him drown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's some, some super cool stuff that's coming up uh, for you guys. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. If you want to find out more about us or just tune in to our daily stuff, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter. We try and post some dank memes on there yeah. for all you lovely folk. Riddled with spelling errors and mistakes. Yep. <laughs> full proof. I, not sorry, guys. Proof. We have a francophone fuck trying to <laughs> run the social I media. It's all the ridiculous. Pay, you know, it gets me through my day. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so full, follow us on social media. If you want to buy some of our, uh, those are called merchandise. We have like coffee mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, Freaking phone cases, pillows, uh, you name it. Dildo you can covers. get it. <laughs> dildo covers. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> yep. You get a oh dildo God. shaped fievel. You yep. have no idea what yeah. dildos are about, eh? Okay. <laughs> You'll move your whiskers. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's but anyway. why our merch isn't selling. <laughs> If you want to support us and you love what we do, um, we're always expanding and uh, with that financial help, that actually helps us get new new equipment and just kind of like make our episodes sound better and give us a little, you know, mm. You know, who doesn't like a little, mm, you know? Yeah, we also did, <laughs> <laughs> we also just did a, a behind the scenes episode of the last episode? No, it was episode 10 down of the downtime. We had uh, Shane, a good friend of the show, come in and record us and uh, put together a short film for the Patreon subscribers. So if you want to check that out, you guys can subscribe. Yeah, you know, so like five honest abes, that's all it is. Is that what's on there, one? I don't know. Shout out to Dice, Nerds, and Nagas. Uh, their main platforms on YouTube. I listen to it myself very funny stuff. I don't want to like spoil any of the plot or anything like that, but definitely worth checking out if you're caught up on ours and you're kind of looking for another D&D podcast. Yeah, they've uh, they've been following us the, the whole ride here. Awesome to see the support in the community. So thanks a lot, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, um, from all of us here at the Dicey D20, whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night, we were happy to, uh, to bring you some pretty cool content and we look forward to seeing you guys Next time, take care. It's currently night here. Yeah. (laughs) It's only night of the new moon.